Hello everyone and happy Friday. I, I, I couldn't help myself. I just, I had to start early because I just wanted to. Okay. So here we are starting right at nine o'clock and cause I just, I'm excited. I'm excited about what it is that God has for us this morning. So here we are. Plus I, I got to push the buttons myself this morning. <laughs> Anyway, happy Friday to everyone. Here we are at the weekend again, and I don't know about you, but I'm excited for the weekend because the weather around here is just perfect. It's like just wonderful, wonderful weather. Hi, honey. Um, it, I, I've been walking out in the, the yard with the dog the last couple of mornings, and it's just, there's just such a crispness in the in the air and um and then the sun breaking through and warming things and things are sparkly and from the frost from the night it's just gorgeous out right now and i'm not even going to get into all of the fall colors that are surrounding and and because the the trees still have their leaves for a little while anyway and typically by this time it could be really cold and have already snowed so I'm kind of like hanging on to the last bit of warmth here in Kansas so anyway let's jump in I I want to get into Psalm 20 and probably jump into Psalm 21 just a little bit um in the passion translation the title of this is a song of trust and, and I think that that's where we're at. I, I feel like I have this picture in my mind where there's just like this last bit of, um, of letting go to do. And, and God has even shown me a picture of the stragglers tripli- tripping over the threshold <laughs> at the last second as they let go of things from the past to embrace all that God has for them in tomorrow. And, and so that's, you know, not the way that I would prefer to, to have things done because I prefer things to be lined up and, and just so, and, and everybody in their place, but, um, that's okay. I'll take the stragglers, you know? So, um, let's start in Psalm 20 and we'll just start from the beginning. And I am reading this out of the passion translation, though. I'm going to stop here in a little bit and read from a, a couple different translations because um, I think it gives us a fuller picture. Um, first one, in your day of danger, may the Lord answer and deliver you. May the name of the God of Jacob set you safely on high. It's important to remember that anytime Jacob's name is mentioned, that you have to remember what it is that God did on behalf of Jacob. Jacob didn't exactly have the best character. He he was known as a usurper. He he took what was his brother's. And and I understand that, you know, at one point his brother gave it away. However, he knew full well it was not his and he took it anyway. And um and then we we know how the story goes that that God came down and and wrestled uh, Jacob and 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 one right and and Jacob walked with a limp the rest of his life and um so when we're when we're looking at scripture and it's talking about the God of Jacob you have to remember 
Where did Jacob come from? So we're talking about the God, the deliverer, right? The one who rescues us from those last bit of things that are holding on to us or that we're holding on to, if we're really being honest. So in your day of danger, may the Lord answer and deliver you. May the name of the God of Jacob set you safely on high. Somebody say, I want to be set safely on high. But before you do it, understand what agreement that you're making. To be set safely on high means you are giving up. You're saying, uncle, like God, you win. Some of us have been in a long-term wrestling match with God, and it's just time to say, I give up. You know, I surrender. Set me safely on high. Set my feet on high. God, deliver me from these last bit of things that I seem to want to hold on to. And for most of us, we don't even know why we're holding on to it. It just is satisfying something that that is fleshly. And we just need to, can we just be like this? Like really open up your hands right now and hold them up like I surrender. Can you do that? May supernatural help be sent from his sanctuary. May he support you from Zion's fortress. I love that. May he remember every gift you have given him and celebrate every sacrifice of love you have shown to him. I love it when David is doing this, when he is like showing us this path. May supernatural help be sent from his sanctuary. May he support you from Zion's fortress. May he remember every gift that you have given him and celebrate every sacrifice of love that you have shown him. Remember God. Remember your servant, Angie. Remember your servant, Vince. Remember your servant, John. Whoever else is on here, go ahead and announce yourself. May God give you every desire of your heart and carry out your every plan as you go to battle. How many of you know that we are preparing for a battle right now? We are being prepared for a battle. There is a very serious reason why he's saying to let go of the past because it can't come into battle with us. It will not function, right? Those things of yesterday are not going to function in what it is that God has for us today. When you succeed, we will celebrate and shout for joy. Flags will fly high when victory is yours. Yes, God will answer your prayers and we will all praise him. Are we capable of posturing ourselves in that way when we're saying, when you succeed, God, we'll celebrate and shout for joy? Is God allowed to succeed over you, your way, your preferences, your habits, perhaps? Is God allowed to succeed? Are you willing to wave his victory flag? I know God gives me all that I ask for and brings victory to his anointed king. My deliverance cry will be heard in his holy heaven. By his mighty hand, miracles will manifest through his saving strength. Do you see what happens on the backside of this deliverance? We have have this promise that my deliverance cry will be heard in his holy heaven. By his mighty hand, miracles will manifest through his saving strength. If you are someone that's been wondering, God, where are you in my time of need? He's waiting for you to surrender. 
He's waiting for you to cry out for the deliverance that he is ready to come in with. If you are someone that's waiting for the miracle to happen, maybe it's on the backside of your surrendering. I can't make this stuff up. It's right here. My deliverance cry will be heard in his holy heaven. Is that the ache within us right now? That, that our deliverance cry be heard in the heavens? Come on, your voice matters. Your voice matters. Some find their strength in their weapons and their wisdom. But, but, but my miracle deliverance can never be won by men. Our boast is in the Lord, our God, who makes us strong and gives us victory. This is the part that I want to read in um, a couple of different translations. Um, some boast in chariots and some in horses, but we boast in the name of Jehovah, our God. And then in the message translation, it says, see those people polishing their chariots and those others grooming their horses, but we're making garlands for God, our God. The chariots will rust. Those horses will pull up lame and we'll be on our feet standing tall. I think we're most familiar with some boast in chariots and some in horses, but we boast in the name of Jehovah. What is your boast in? Is your boast in the name of Jehovah or are you boasting in your chariots? Are you boasting in your horses? What is this speaking to? It's speaking to the, the, the natural surroundings, the things that we, we can see that we, we tend to reach for because it, it's more tangible for us because we've allowed our flesh to guide us. And so we, we reach out and we hold tightly to the chariots and the horses that are in our lives. And we place the majority of our trust in those things because by my power, I know I can control the outcome. What is your boast placed in right now? Is it in God? Or is it in those natural things that you can see, those tang tangible things in your life that you can point to and say, by my hand, I will make this happen. By my might, I will be sure that this thing comes through. In order to, to be able to effectively boast in our God, that's done by faith, right? In the things that we can't see or the things that we see by our, our, our spiritual eyes. Like we can look into the unseen realm, right? We can look into the unseen realm and, and see all that God has for us. And we can so easily dismiss it by thinking, well, that's just my imagination. Uh, that was just, you know, like this moment of great hope. And, um, and it's just better for me if I put my trust, if I put my boast in the things that surround me that I can manipulate, Right that I can force to function on my behalf. But here is the deal. We have a champion deliverer whose name is God, who's wanting to fight on our behalf, who's wanting to, to enter in to our scenarios, into our situations. He's wanting to turn up for us. 
to prove his strength on our behalf. He's wanting us to sow our boast in his name. Not in the name of our chariots. Not in the name of our horses. We can look back to the um, the, the Exodus. Moses goes into Egypt to deliver God's people. And we know how the story goes that there was a, there were several plagues, 10 plagues. And, and it wasn't until Pharaoh lost his firstborn son that he's like, take him, go, get, leave. You know, he finally relents. And Moses had a decision to make in this moment. Was he going to believe what he saw? Was he going to believe what was in the unseen realm that he as a mere man was going to be capable of leading an entire nation out of Egypt and bring them safely into a space that God had provided? And can you imagine the scene? Because here comes Pharaoh who's changed his mind, whose boast is in his great army, in his chariots, in his horses changed his mind. Moses had a decision to make. Is he going to continue to sow his boast in God and and what it is that that he has shown him? Is he going to trust that that God is going to manifest himself in the midst of opposition? Or is he going to place his boast in Pharaoh's chariots? and Pharaoh's horses. He has a very real decision to make. And you and I do too. And it's mostly when we face opposition, when we're challenged the most, or when we feel like we're losing something, that we don't know how to just let it slip through and trust that what God has shown us that's sitting out there in that faith realm is really going to manifest itself. That we can trust that God is going to come through. It's really important that we know right now where our boast is at. Is it in self? Is it in our history with opposition? Which I understand. I, I'm not coming at, at this from an angle of I've never faced opposition. I have. And I could point to history and I could go, Never always, right? And when we put our boasts in chariots and horses, the narrative is going to be never and always. Nothing will change when your boast is in earthly things. But when we place our boast in God, the narrative changes. It has to. Because now there's a name above every other name that forces the agenda that every knee bow and every tongue confess. And we can let out a cry of deliverance that reaches the heavens, that resounds in the heavens because our God is victorious. Where's your boast at? Really, it's going to take some self-examination be like, oh my goodness, I've lost my boast. If you've lost your boast, just ask for help. 
God will renew your spirit. He's quick to offer a boast when it comes to his name because he's very aware of his worth. It's you and I that forget so easily what he's worthy of, what he's capable of. We have, we have story after story after story that reveals him as this champion deliverer. And that's language that we can take right out of the Passion Translation. I love the language that's in the Passion Translation for this reason. The champion deliverer, the kinsman redeemer. I mean, who's not going to love language like this? It offers us a, an immediate boast, right? Language like this that we can hold on to that we can fill our mouths with and release. You are my champion deliverer. Even that word deliverer, we're so afraid of the word deliverer, deliverance, right? I think it's so much because of the, the dramatized deliverances that maybe we have seen happen where, you know, there's writhing about, foaming at the mouth, whatever, whatever it is that you've seen. We're talking about God, the one who swoops in and shows up at the right moment. He even shows up when it feels like all is lost. When it feels like there's nothing left to hold on to. He shows up. He's drawn in on our boast. You know? He's the God who bends down low to lift our little faces to lock eyes with him. That's the invitation to boast in the Lord, your God. And he comes in and lifts our head to lock eyes with him, to see him for who he is in fullness His worth is far greater than we are ever going to have words for. He's worthy of our trust and he's worthy of our boast. And I just think that we're in a time where we can just let go of all the things that we're keeping record of. All of the things where we're like, well, this didn't go right. That didn't go right. This person did this. We also have to be careful not to put our boast in humanity. Leadership is valuable, but does not receive your boast. That is the Lord's. Honor, yes, honor. Don't put your boast in them. It's the Lord's. Pray for them. Yes, pray for them. Respect them. Yes, respect them. But don't put your boast. Don't take something. Don't usurp something that belongs to Jesus Christ and place it in someone that it would crush. A boast that is worthy of the king of kings will crush a man. Your boast belongs in one, Jesus Christ.
let's finish this. Where were we at? Ah, we're in 20. So some find their strength in their weapons and wisdom, but my miracle deliverance can never be won by men. Our boast is in the Lord, our God, who makes us strong and gives us victory. Can you just take a second and allow yourself to experience God's strength? Like first, you're going to have to just release a boast. You are the victorious one. Just really something simple. You're the victorious one. God, you're strong. I see your strength. God, I remember when you stepped in and proved yourself. Just remember something and release a boast because I want you to experience the immediate strength that rises up in you or surrounds you, one or the other. You're going to have to still yourself for a second. Release a boast. What has he done? What have you seen? What is your history with him? Allow yourself to feel his strength just envelop you. He's there. He's right there. Our enemies will not prevail. Say that over yourself. My enemies will not prevail. They will only collapse and perish in defeat while we rise up of courage. We need to get this. Like, can you hang on to this one line? Hang on to this one. Like, release the boast. And then no, my enemies are not going to prevail. They will only collapse under this envelopment of the strength of the Lord because I have, I have placed my boast rightly in the Lord our God. My enemies can't prevail. It's not even a fair fight. They collapse. And they perish in defeat. And I rise up. I feel the courage. Guys, when we place our boast in the right place, the advantage is ours. When we, when we lay hold of worry, we're placing our boast in something altogether different. When we boast in hopelessness, we're placing our trust in something altogether different. But when our boast has been applied to Jesus, our enemies aren't going to prevail. They don't stand a chance because I'm covered in the strength. I'm surrounded in the strength of God. My enemies can't prevail. All they can do is collapse and and perish in defeat. I, I just feel like some of you just need to release, probably all of us need to release that into the atmosphere. My, my enemies are going to perish in defeat. And I'm going to rise. And God is going to fill me with his courage. First nine, give victory to our king, oh God. The day we call on you, give us your answer. And then he goes in, I just want to read the first couple of uh, verses in 21. 
Lord, because of your strength, the king is strong. Don't you love this? Don't you love how 20 just runs right into 21? Lord, because of your strength, the king is strong. Look how he rejoices in you. We would, we would actually, if we heard a conversation like this between man and God, we would totally judge it. We would. And, and, and God is looking down on, on, um, on David in this poem of praise. And he's just like, bravo, you know who you are in me, right? When your boast is rightly placed, there's no, there's no worry. There's no worry of, of who thinks what, right? Lord, because of your strength, the king is strong. Look how he rejoices in you. He bursts out with a joyful song because of your victory. Now, he does not rob God, right? His trust is placed in it, it, rightly. Um, he, he's saying, because of your victory, I'm busting at the seams with joyful songs. For you have given him his heart's desire, anything and everything he asks for. You haven't withheld a thing from your betrothed one. Rich blessings overflow with every encounter with you, and you placed a royal crown of gold upon his head. He wanted resurrection. You have given it to him and more. The days of his blessings stretch on one after another forever. You have honored him and made him famous. Glory garments are upon him, and you surround him with splendor and majesty. I just want to challenge you. Read over Psalms 20 and 21 and really do allow Holy Spirit to come in and do an examination. Ask him, show me where my boast is. And if your boast isn't in the right place, then you and Holy Spirit get to go on a little bit of a battle, right? You're going to go and you're going to take back your boast. And then you get to offer it. Offer your boast up to the only one found worthy, right? And then like David, you get to experience what life is like through his strength. Because when we place our boast in Jesus, we get to experience his strength. And it's like being clothed in garments of glory and having a crown placed upon our head. We need to know where our boast is at. It's important. Ask Holy Spirit. He's the only one that can show you the truth in this matter. And then rightly apply it to the Lamb of God, the only one found worthy. I'm just going to pray over you really quick. Holy Spirit, we invite you in to examine our hearts, examine our minds, examine our souls and our spirits, looking, searching for our boast. Draw us into partnership with you, Holy Spirit. We want to be on the hunt for our boast with you. To take it back from whatever we may have applied it to. 
that we would take it back and we would be so glad to offer it up as a sacrifice of praise to the only one fountain. And then take us, take us into your strength. Clothe us in your glory, God. That we would stand tall and we would feel the enemy collapse all around us. Perishing. That we would see every tie to our history completely severed. And we would stand in freedom with our feet under us, standing tall before you, armed and ready to take on this new season. We want our boast to be in you, Jesus. Father, we want our boast to be in you. To regard you as king. I love being yours. Amen. Okay, friends, have a fantastic weekend and we'll be back on on Sunday. See you then.